The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Hi, this is Sandra. We are here at Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Welcome. Um, every week on Straight Talk, I try to choose a topic that will help people live their best lives. And I noticed that in the last uh, year or so that I've been doing this show, I have not gone to one anxiety area. As many of you know, I'm an anxiety specialist. I run the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. We have certainly talked about anxiety many times on the show. We have not talked about obsessional compulsive disorder as many people know OCD and yet OCD is a very big and very real problem for people furthermore I wanted to do a show on it because even if you don't have OCD you may find yourself obsessing or com- doing compulsive types of behavior even checking your if the door is locked quite a few times can turn into a problem very easily the thing about anxiety and OCD and we'll get to talk about it is it starts with a really a logical concept and then it can get into trouble so um we're going to tackle this topic with an anxiety specialist. So I, you know, I went no further than my own clinic and I plucked out Georgia Dow. She is a top anxiety specialist who works day to day with people suffering with enormous anxiety and OCD. And I invited her to come back on straight talk to tell us and to talk about the prevalence of OCD, what people can do about it, and what are the dangers and the signs, and what's it really all about this OCD thing. So welcome back to Straight Talk, Georgia. You are really, you know, a top expert on anxiety, so we're really, really happy to have you here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always so much fun to be back. Thank you. So, and I think it's such a, an important topic. I think that many people don't understand what is OCD, <clears throat> what it comprises of, when should they get help, then what do they do about it? And that's, those are all really important topics. Okay, so let's start with that. What is OCD? What's OCD? When is it, is, you know, when I'm in a hotel room and I leave the hotel room, I often will check <coughs> if it's locked. Do I have OCD? I'll answer no. Um, what's OCD? When does it become, when is it a problem? So really, you know, you know, when you have different types of obsessions or compulsions, what it is is when it starts to, and, and, you know, you could look at the DSM and they have their own issues to that, but really when something is starting to affect your day-to-day life and you are not able to go through with it anymore is when you want to really check out what am I dealing with, how do I get out of this, because the more that you do something, the worse it gets. And that's the problem with OCD 
is that, and people often throw around like, oh, I'm so OCD. Very Yeah, it's become mainstream very, now. Very much so. Yeah. Um, which no one that is dealing with OCD would do that because it really is quite traumatic because it starts off with being some small rituals and it grows with time. So after a while, it's bigger and takes up more time and more complex rituals. And that's the problem with OCD is that without treatment, OCD gets quite worse and can really stop people from being able to live their lives. I have people that cannot leave their home because they spend hours a day dealing with different rituals and obsessions. And that already is way too far. You really want to start to catch this as soon as possible before it takes hold. Okay, so that was a really great comprehensive explanation. Um, There's a lot of research done on the OCD brain, uh, Mm. genetic predisposition, and also some research that I fell upon I thought was very interesting, Georgia, is the idea that perhaps you grew up in a household where your parents were, for example, fighting all the time, a lot of trauma, and so you look down at the floor and you're trying to shut away from this terrible trauma and you start to, let's say, for example, count the tiles Mm -hmm. and this becomes a coping mechanism for not dealing with something that's so unspeakable or you can't tolerate so uh, is that been true of many of your clients that they have grown up in environments that were very difficult and they developed this as a coping mechanism is that in your opinion a big factor in OCD or is it just like you're just born with OCD it, it, it really is. So OCD is definitely linked to people that are leaning towards being more type A personalities and right. to anxiety. And it is your way of trying to control the uncontrollable. Oh, oh, oh that's important. It, Let's say it again. It, it's your way of trying to, to control, control the things that you cannot control and also to reduce stress. So, so our brains think that this is going to give us a locus of control. Mm-hmm. And it supposedly is going to calm me down from an uncontrollable world around me. Yes. So it starts in childhood in most cases. Yes. Most cases it starts in childhood, young adulthood. It can spring up, though, even in adults. Like, you can catch yourselves and, and, you know, like, can anyone get OCD? That's... That's a great question. So this is what I started my opening with, is that... If I go back to that hotel room and check the lock once, I think I'm still okay. But I wonder if if it's not like a virus that you, like I know there's an OCD brain, we know this from research, but we also know that anxiety gets mm-hmm. fed yes. by certain behaviors. Yes. So it seems to me yeah. that if I kept going back and checking the hotel room and started to believe that if I don't check four or five times, I believe I could develop OCD. Yes, uh, and I, I, I absolutely agree with you because what happens is that, so I have a level of anxiety and then I say, I'm going to check that lock. And so I'm anxious because you know what, maybe the ch- lock isn't, it starts off with that, you know, maybe the lock isn't locked. And so I go and check it. Now, once I check the lock, how do I feel? Where's my anxiety now that I've checked it and it is locked? Reduced. And that's a reward. And that's addictive. And so now my anxiety's gone down. But after a while, maybe I start to not believe in myself. And I'm like, maybe, but did I really check it? Maybe I didn't really check it this time. And so checking it once, my anxiety didn't reduce. So, okay, so you're bringing up something very important for people listening. And this is cutting edge, people. Cutting edge, top psychotherapist, George Adele, giving it to you right here, is that... 
there is, and this is where it makes OCD a little bit harder to treat mm-hmm. than other anxiety disorders. I think you're bringing up something so important. There's an addictive nature. Yes. So we're now we're not just treating the OCD. We're treating the addictive nature of the reduction in anxiety yes. that I feel when I go check the door. So mm-hmm. I check the door, I feel a reduction, and then I want that feeling again, so I go back for more. Yes. Wow. Yes. So that's hard to treat. It is. It is much stickier to treat. And the problem why it becomes so pervasive is that after a while, you know, say that I, I'm, I'm one of the type of OCD, which is very, very, there's many different types of OCD. Maybe it's arranging things and putting things in a certain order. After a while, just putting my cup in the order isn't enough. So I didn't get that reduction. So now I'm going to put my cup and the plate and I'm like, so it's <gasps> generalizing. Yeah, it's starting to grow. Like, I want to get that feeling of relief, but then I'm like, the cup isn't enough. And I'm like, oh, but if I put the cup in here, no, that's now that's right. Okay. And now I have a reduction from the cup and this. So I, it's it's added a little piece to it, and then I got a reduction. And then after a while, putting the cup and the piece isn't enough. So now I put the cup, the piece, and this cup, and then I'm like, ah. And so it also kind of takes on its own life. And so it starts yes, it off does. maybe that you do, you know, four taps on the wall, and then you do four times four taps on the wall, and then you do four times four times four taps on the wall. And so it kind of becomes like this motor that continues on with that so that you feel that relief. Because in our minds, what we're thinking is that if I stay, you know, five feet away from the tiger, it's good. If I stay 10, it's better. More is better. And I'm trying, again, to control the uncontrollable. And because it is uncontrollable, it's always going to have to do more to give me a sense of control over my world. So I think that's the key thing that we're bringing up here. And I think that that's step one to understand that the nature of this disorder is um, uh, grasping at control uh, of things that are out of our control, which is basically our lives. So you can understand why people want control. I mean, look at the world we're living in. You and I said we're going to talk politics this week on the radio. I don't think we're going to at the end, but God, we're tempted to. Okay. Is a world that's completely out of control. It seems very easy that if I can control my water bottle, at least I have something I can control. So I have a question for you. What's magical thinking? So, so magical thinking is, is exactly that though, right? Is that we can control things that we can't control. So, okay. So here's the thing. I like that. So this is relevant because magical thinking would be, for example, if I, if I tap here three times, I won't get hit by lightning. Yes. Okay. Yes. How is this different than superstition, though? It's it's very similar. It's very interesting because you say, well, where does this come to? And a lot of the population deals with um, OCD, right? There's It's like, you know, 2.6% of the population is going to be dealing with this. And I think that those statistics are actually quite small in from what I see in my office. So what it is is that when we couldn't control the world when we didn't understand how the world worked. We created our own little rituals and understanding to it. And you can see how that would be beneficial. Doing something in a way, always knowing where everything is, or you know, what are those three marks on that rock? That means bad things are going to happen. And doing this well, well, nothing bad. We it's kind of also self-perpetuating because you know, well, nothing bad did happen when I made sure the water bottle and the cup were there. So then also that becomes that magical thinking of, oh, well, then because nothing bad happened, maybe that does have something to do with it. And you can see um, hockey players and not uh, changing their underwear, not changing their underwear or having to tap on the edge three times. But we times. don't call them OCDers. No, but it, it's it's a precipice of that and how it much, pre- how 
pervasive it, it is in us, in ourselves, of trying to figure out things that we can't, the hope that maybe what if. So do you think that if you grow up with superstitious parents, like, for example, who say, like, you know, don't open your umbrella in the house, it's bad luck, or you broke a, you broke a mirror, it's seven years of bad luck, do you think that that would feed possibly into this sort of uh, suspicious way of looking at things that, like, or feeling that, oh, like, because think about it, breaking a mirror, like, to believe that that's going to cause seven years bad luck, like, we sort of buy into these superstitions, but yet, it's, again, this illusion of control. Yes. But we do this with religion, we do this with lots of things. We do, which in many ways, in some things, you could say, well, that makes me feel better. Yes. If it's working, oh, good point, so if it's working for you. If it works to actually make your life better, that's not something that's That's causing a a deterrent, then you can say, you know what? That's fine. But is there a link between people that are taught more types of superstitions yeah. and rituals to having OCD? That's one I am actually not sure of, but it's an interesting question. I would love actually to see the research if that is the case. Yeah, well, I think that what probably shows up in terms of, I don't know if it's the rituals, but it's probably the meaning that your parents ascribe to them is if they're fear-based. And I think that before we go to the break, I think we definitely want to make this point that you just brought up that I I feel is very important to say, is if you're doing superstitions or wearing dirty underwear when you play hockey and you're winning the game and it's all working, you can enjoy the radio show, but don't worry about... uh, this behavior if it starts to interfere in your life that if the water bottle is moved in a certain way that you go crazy yes and we've seen this in our office and we've seen unfortunately i'm going to give up an example when we come back of where you know sometimes a off-the-cuff parental message could change someone's life like take care of your mama we'll talk about that when we come back if it's interfering with your life that's a problem right so if you can't go and play your game of hockey because you don't have your dirty underwear that's it now this might be something you want to deal with i want to let you have the last word on that that was excellent we'll be right back with straight talk with sandra reish become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. 
We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back on Straight Talk with Sandrish, a serious show today on OCD and how it plays out. We see this often in people. Um, a lot of people are secretly OCDers. There was a big TV show a few years ago called uh, Hoarders. Hoarding is a form of OCD. I have seen um, many variants of OCD, trichotillomania, pulling the hair out, um, uh, you know, people pull the hair out of their bodies and their head, different, all different ways. When you think about it, all anxiety disorders are different ways of trying to grab onto control. It's like yes. holding that bar of soap tightly and hoping it will stay in your hand. It will not in a world that feels so out of control. I mean, we're here in Montreal. We could go. There was a terrorist situation in Quebec city. We don't expect to see those things here. Um, and the political world is up in arms. Georgia, I, I said we're going to talk politics. We're not really going to do it, but I will put a little tiny bit in here. How is the current political situation playing into anxiety? It must be playing in. Yes. So for, for people that find that what their hopes and dreams are being you know, decimated, if this is the belief system that you have, then you feel very safe and calm. But when something happens that changes the way that your fabric of nature being is, that can be cause a lot of anxiety because anxiety is wanting to control things that you can't control. And so if you feel like you are powerless in a situation and for you, you feel that bad things are going to happen, anxiety levels go up. And if you're dealing with anxiety already, they can skyrocket. Are you seeing an increase in anxiety with the political climate that we're in and all the things going on around the world? Strongly so. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of things, even for people that are not directly yeah. related. And it's interesting because when something affects someone, uh, like something bad happens in the world, um, whatever that might be, proximity is also related to how strongly you are going to experience that, even if you weren't a part of it. That's interesting. So you mean if you live close by to an incident? Yes. Yeah, so our incident here in Quebec City really rattled people here. Yes. Yeah. Because we can say, you know what, it doesn't happen around here. It happens elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so before the break, I talked about um, how, and I'm sure people will want to know about this, how as parents, we can very easily make a mistake, especially in a climate of fear. I had a client uh, many years ago um, where one of the parents 
uh, was traveling a lot and said to him, it's your responsibility to make sure mom's okay. Oof, that's a hard one. Think about it. it. But it sounded probably like innocent at the time. Yes. But we have to be careful as parents. It yes. reminds me, we should talk about parenting DVD later on. Because what happened is that young boy took those words as children do very literally. Yes. And so he became, how do you think his OCD manifested? He would check the door. He would check the oven. Anything to make sure she was okay. Right. But it started right. just on an off the cuff comments of, you know, you're responsible. And I think we have to be careful about making children too responsible for mm. their parents. And we, we all slip into that sometimes, you know, oh, that's such a that's such a good um, statement to say as as you're raising children is that children should not have to take care of things that are outside of their level of control. And, you you know, that also goes to the fact of leaning on children to be parents, right? right? Parentified children. And and do you also see that with an increase of OCD? Oh, definitely. Well, parentifying your children is exactly, it's a psychobabble word. We use it a lot. It's exactly putting your child in the position of an adult and sometimes even the parent of the family. And, mm. you know, I can certainly relate to that concept because I think that often it happens not necessarily with evil parents, maybe no. well-meaning parents. And often it's a dance because the child is very insightful and mature. And so there's a tendency then to say, oh, well, they can handle this. They're and they so might good at even want to. Yes. That's the problem is that yeah. often the kids don't know better and they might be very good at it and it might feel good to them, but they don't know what they can handle and what they can't. So children really, to review, need to stay children. That's one way to immunize against like a problem like OCD or an anxiety disorder is not bring them into our adult decisions. And I know like I have a very mature one, um, you know, who likes to know what's going on in the household. But I also know she can overly get involved and it's it starts and she can get anxious. Like if she hears us talking about a medical situation, she can get anxious about it. So it's best probably to keep your children sheltered. Not overly sheltered, but a little bit sheltered from adult decisions and things. Would you yes. agree? Oh, yes. And I think that that's, that's such a beautiful point because I think that parents are often like feeling that, you know what, I want them to be a part. Like it's out of love. They uh -huh. want to be a part of right. it. And I want them to feel like, you they're know, they're, the they're dealing with that. But if it's a big decision, something that, that could happen, something bad could happen because of that, the amount of pressure on a child without that knowledge base to it can be incapacitating for them. And then what happens if something bad happens? It's their they'll fault. They'll blame themselves. Even wow. if you say to them not, they'll think, you know what, I should have made a better decision. Well, that's, you know, and, you know, we fell upon parentifying a child. And that's really, when we get together, Georgia, I have such a good time talking to you that we don't really actually plan the show. We see where we land uh, because we, we have a nice um exchange between us. And I think we fell upon something that I feel very strongly about, and I know you do too, mm -hmm. about parentifying children. So I want to pick up on that point. Yes, it can produce OCD. It can produce a lot of problems because um, children just want and everything to be okay. And unfortunately, and I think we should bring up the fact that children are little narcissists. So therefore, everything good that happens, they feel is because of them and everything bad that happens, they feel it's because of them. Yes. So we need to be careful is we're not dealing with a mini adult, we're dealing with a child. Mm -hmm. And to carry that level of responsibility, as you well said, is that they will feel it's their fault if something goes wrong. And this comes back to OCD, because if in fact, my parents are fighting, or things 
things are not going well, if only I had tidied my room a bit better or counted those tiles a bit better, this wouldn't have happened. Yes. This is part of where magical thinking starts. Is As children, we are magical thinkers. Yes, and, and that might just also go out to, you know, I can't control that, so I'm going to control my room. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. And I can't feel better in this home. I, there's no way out here, so I'm going to get, like, go inwards, and so I'm going to tap, and that focuses so that I, because I, I have to shut off from there. And so... Um, OCD is in a lot of ways a, a maladaptive way to self-soothe. Yes, a maladaptive way to self-soothe, Georgia, nicely said. Maladaptive way of self-soothing. Okay, so in your practice, Georgia, I would imagine um, that you've seen mild, moderate, and severe OCD because there is a big variance. And if you're listening to the show and you have OCD and you're looking for help, it is really important to know, you know, the, we're about to talk about treatment, the limitations of each practitioner on what they can do. So uh, if we're talking mild to moderate, they would respond well to cognitive behavioral therapy. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And if it's severe... What happens in that situation? Well, it really depends on the person. And it, like OCD, it's harder. Like you are going, what what happens with OCD and why it becomes so difficult is that this is a soothing technique that you have to deal with your anxiety. A maladaptive soothing maladaptive technique. Maladaptive soothing <laughs> technique. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, but I'm going to be taking that technique away from you in getting rid of it. So the way that you treat OCD is by not allowing someone to do their ritual or thought process. Okay, can you give an example of someone you've treated? What was their ritual or compulsion or obsession? Give us an example, other than tapping, something, okay. you know, I'm sure you've had a lot of interesting cases, and what is the treatment approach and how do you do it? Okay, well, let's say that they um, obsessed about numbers and they had to count numbers back and forth. Have you had a case like that? Yes, okay. yes, which it, it's common, um, and they had to do that. And so what we would do is we would have to have them force them to do something else, a thought process that was not with their numbers in replace of that. So if but, I'm your client and I say, I can't do that though. Well, then we cut it into smaller pieces and okay. maybe they do it together with me. You know, whenever they see uh, two zeros next to each other, they start, you know, obsessing over this, or maybe it's at night before they go to sleep. So we simulate it. So that they practice because you need to learn. But before that, what you need to do is because I'm taking away a soothing technique. That's right. I need to give you uh, other ways to deal with your anxiety. Okay. And so if you know another way to deal with your anxiety, then this is not so difficult because you have something else that you can do. If I just, and a lot of people treat OCD just by doing the, the exposure and then the response prevention, but you don't know any other way to lower your anxiety, so your anxiety is just going to skyrocket. And that's very distressing to that, and that's why I think that a lot of treatment for OCD does not get a great sense of benefit and reduction very quickly to that. So it is a slower process because we're not just dealing with an anxiety. We're dealing with a, a soothing technique to the anxiety. And then we have the habit of the ritual that's there also. So even when we get rid of the anxiety, we're so habit-based, we're still left with the habit of doing it, right? So yeah. when they stop smoking, right, even though you get rid of the, the issue with nicotine, maybe every time you hang out with your friends, you want to have the cigarette in your hand. 
So maybe we use a straw or carrot sticks or something like we or not going out with those friends. So it's a real it's a it's a multi-layered kind of issue of how do we get past this? And so you really want to be able to write down what are your rituals? What are the triggers to that? When do you do it? So we also get that habit really well laid out. No, I, I you know, and I. I'm glad we're doing this show because there are so many people suffering yeah. with OCD. And I, I'm happy to say, you know, as the director of the clinic, we have like well over a 95% success rate. And these, this is using a, a fundamentally cognitive behavioral approach using mm-hmm. a few other modalities in there. So if you are listening to the show and you have OCD or you feel you're starting to get into that or your child is, it is well worth contacting us or your local practitioner and to get some help because it doesn't it takes a little bit longer than most anxiety disorders but it still doesn't take a whole lot of time if you're willing to you know to really tackle that yeah and and understand the distress and and there's also other choices of of medication and other things that you can do to also help if you're finding trouble with that but you know especially i think with ocd don't you find that doing it with someone else like when you're struggling with something isn't it nice to have a partner when you're going through these troubles oh yeah Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think that people shy away because of the stigma. Yes. But it seems to me you would really need because there's a lot of shame with OCD. We're going to take oh, a short break, but we've got to talk about the shame. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I wanted to do the show is that OCD is still like very in the closet. People have like serious OCD, but they don't want anyone to know about it. Oh, that's so important. So. Yeah. Should we so come back important. and talk please, about that? Please. Okay. Georgia looks emotional. So it's she thinks this is important. Um it is an important topic. It's a serious, great talk today on a serious topic. But if you know someone who's suffering, you may want to let them know about this show. There is definitely hope out there uh, for your child, for your friend, for your husband. Uh, OCD, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. 
We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. This is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Before we get back into it, a serious topic today, OCD, a serious anxiety disorder. Anxiety in general, before we get back into it, um, one of the things that responds to very well is taking time for yourself. So that's a nice segue to thank our sponsor, Spa Maneri, who can be reached at 514-695-5040, spamaneri.com, M-U-N-A-R-I.com. Uh, I mentioned them because this is a very holistic spa uh, that will take care of you, take some time for yourself, get a massage, get a treatment. It's amazing. Georgia was talking about other relaxation strategies getting a massage for me is an amazing relaxation technique and spalmonary if you're in montreal will offer you 15 percent off their treatments if you say straight talk with sandra Reich. so call them today georgia you got a little emotional and we talked a little bit about the shame and i know mm-hmm. you know this is why uh, i call my team the dream team because you're all people who really care and i can see that when i said the word shame you had an emotional reaction what was going on for you there it's um, you're such a good therapist to see that, by the way. <laughs> but um, no, it, it's it's so true. There's so many people that have OCD, and it is not something that's spoken about. Anxiety now, many people are talking about anxiety. It's becoming very normalized. People are not having to carry that alone. But I think almost all of my clients that are dealing with OCD, very few of them are able to talk about it with others. They're worried that they're going to end up with stigma. They're worried that people are going to judge them. They're worried that they might lose their job. They're worried that people may look at them funny and may not want to hang out with them after. And it's it's something that, because OCD is so misunderstood and looked at as strange or unusual, And things that are misunderstood, people try to avoid. And so I think that that's why it's so important that we can discuss this and get rid of this feeling of misunderstanding or fear um, or or heaven to bid shame because of something that you're dealing with because it's not something that you should be ashamed of. Right. It's something that we need to let other people know that it's okay, that you're okay, that you're not broken, that there's nothing wrong with you and we can deal with this. Yeah, that's so beautifully said. And I guess that we also have to, like what you're saying is almost to look at it like like if you had diabetes and yeah. you need to 
go on insulin, it needs to be treated. OCD is definitely not going to go away on its own. Like, I mean, we say that about anxiety in general, but OCD, I would say like times a hundred. It is not going to go away on its own. So if you're starting to see yourself checking or doing compulsive behaviors, uh, obsessing about things, people, there's also an OCD. We should mention that you can have just obsessions. You can have Mm -hmm. just compulsions. You don't have to have them both. Um, You want to definitely reach out for help. And I would go on record as saying that you want to reach out and find someone who's got a cognitive behavioral background, a specialist. What's the difference between specialists and generalists, by the way? Well, so generalists will treat many different things. And um, especially for, for dealing with OCD, I think that a specialist in anxiety or a specialist in OCD would truly benefit you because it is very sticky and very it's very many layered. The more layers that something has, the harder it is to deal with it. And so, you know, you might want to ask the person, how many cases have you dealt with this? Oh, yeah, that, I want you to answer this. Like if I'm a person somewhere, you know, in somewhere in the States listening to the show and I want to find a therapist and I'm hearing cognitive behavioral, it's like, yeah. New words to me. I don't yes. know what that is. So I want to, I call up someone and I say, what, what do I say? Yes. Well, what, what is your, what modality of psychology do you use? And some people, they'll often say many Yeah. Um, because they've been trained in many different ones. Is that okay? Or is that, which, the- which is okay because they might be good at a few. You can't be good at all though. Right. Like, you know, What's when your you're specialty? rattling off like, you know, seven, I, I don't know how long you've worked. Maybe if you've worked for 50 years, you can be specialist. In do you think patients techniques. should ask these kinds of questions? Because oh, I do. That's such a good point. Yes, yeah. Sandra, yes. I think they should we, on the phone. We should not just go to the therapist who has the biggest ad. We, we, well, we take more time to, to buy a car than we do to find a therapist. It's odd, eh? And we do our research so on a car. important. This okay. Is, you're, you're letting someone work with your most vulnerable times. And if you have a negative reaction to a therapist, you may never go back to therapy again. Right. Right? So I call up and I ask them what their modality is. That means they're like where they've been trained. Mm-hmm. And if they rattle off a whole bunch, I may want to ask, what's your specialty? Yes. The research shows, this is not just us talking. The research shows that cognitive behavioral is what we're looking for. Yes. Now, um, you uh, have developed some videos yes. for anxiety treatment. Yes. I, I might know a little bit about them. but You might, you might I know. Might, you I might, might, know might have heard of them. so well. Yeah. Because you are also on the video director of these videos right. and on them. <laughs> She's very yes. cute. Yes. Okay. If somebody, okay, so first of all, if you're suffering, you want to reach out, you want to ask your friends if they know a good therapist, you want to go on websites like the American Association of Behavioral Therapists, places like that to find a specialist. If you have OCD and you're not comfortable coming into an office or you want to do this in the comfort of your home, um, Tell me about the videos and how would they be helpful for OCD? So the specific thing is when we were speaking about what do you do when you have OCD is that you need to learn management techniques to your anxiety. And that's going to be first. So you, these these videos go through how do you manage your anxiety. You lower your anxiety. And you probably know if you're dealing with OCD is that your OCD will be worse when your stress levels are highest. So... Managing your anxiety is always the first step, and it's a nice beginning to your journey on dealing with this. So the better you can deal with it, the more comfortable you will feel, and the better you will be afterwards. So, okay, so if I have OCD, like I know the anxiety videos work on session one, session two, session three, session four, would I be starting at session one? And what is session one all about? 
So yes, you want to start with session one. That's going to be your foundation. It's going to go through, you know, all of the basic steps of how are you taking care of yourself? Because you cannot deal with the anxiety, uh, the the OCD, if you have not dealt with your anxiety. And if you're not taking your basic self-care of you, then the techniques for OCD are going to be useless. And I think that a lot of people, when they're dealing with OCD, they've had it for so much, so long that they feel really horrible about it and they want to get rid of it now. But you need to take all of these steps. And so it might make it be like, oh my goodness, but it's going to be so long if I first work on taking care of myself. You don't take care of yourself. What do the techniques matter, right? Of course. What was the premise behind doing these videos? I mean, you're in the office. Why, Why the videos? Well, I think that they're a good adjunct to therapy one. I think that, you know, you, you're in an office and you're going through your therapy and it's hard to remember everything that's being said. Okay. And so the lovely thing is that these videos are something that you can continue, you can rewatch, you can remember, you can go back to. Okay. The second thing is that for us, we want to reach more people. We want to be able to help people. And so a lot of people don't want to go in. And I think that, as you mentioned with OCD, there's a lot of stigma to that. You worry about it. There might be shame. You might not want to go in. You might not be able to get out to go to an office to see someone. And so this you can download from the comfort of your own home and begin learning about what are you dealing with, why are you dealing with that, when feel you more say, comfortable. When you say download, what does that mean exactly? What do you mean by download? So you, you go to the website. And Which is what? It's anxiety-videos.com. Mm-hmm. And you then get to select the videos that are comfortable to you. And then you get a digital download and then you can watch them. And a digital download, just for people who are listening who don't know what that means, like I didn't know until quite recently myself. I'm not proud. Um, what does a digital download mean? Like, does that mean something arrives in the mail or what does that so, mean? So what happens is that when you click the link, you end up with an email link to that. You download it, and then it comes onto your computer. Is it so easy? Yours. Is it easy for people who are really, afraid of computers? No, it's really simple okay. to do. Um, and if you have any problems, you can always just write to us, and we make sure that we take care of all of Where do they well. write to? Where do they write to you? You write to anxietyvideos at gmail.com. Very good. Okay, so, yes, yeah, so the anxiety videos would be a really great place to start. There'd be the relaxation, there'd be the breathing, and also, of course, this concept of not avoiding what you're afraid of. Oh, that's a, a lot- great one. Can you, can you explain that? Yeah, well, in this case, I mean, avoidance in general is the friend of anxiety. The more you avoid something, the more you're anxiety increases Mm -hmm. in this case like you so well mentioned the so there's something let's say let's say uh you know you're afraid of acknowledging your feelings that you're afraid and now the ocd as you said is a maladaptive soothing function i love that okay so now every time i get afraid i go count or i tap Mm -hmm. or whatever so i have to be able to face the fear beautiful If I don't face the fear, I'm going to go back to the maladaptive soothing mechanism. But that means that I can't avoid anymore Mm -hmm. what I'm so afraid of. Yes. Yes. So you see, OCD serves a function. One of the things I find so fascinating, you know, I'm getting a little older now. I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, so I want my message. I want my time on the radio when I'm out speaking, whatever, to be meaningful. And one of the things I see is that People are, you know, they've developed these strategies, these maladaptive strategies, because they're in pain. And we're all in pain. And there's, you know, bad things that happen. But, you know, they don't work, these maladaptive strategies. You need more and more of your drug. It's just like being a drug addict. Would you agree? Yes, very much so. And when you're avoiding something, how do you get better at something? 
practice. You have to go towards it. So the more that you do your OCD ritual, the better you get at doing your OCD ritual. And so if you're wanting to get rid of it, stop practicing. And that's a easy concept to be said, difficult to do. But in the end, that is the math, is that every time you do it, you're feeding the OCD. A quick question before the break, you know, just occurred to me. What's you've seen many patients, I've seen many patients. What's your opinion on the wherewithal of why some patients will do the work and 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 overcome something as quite horrible as OCD? It's not an easy thing to live with. No. And some will just stay with the maladaptive strategy. What is the personality type? What's the difference? Who will nail this? I, I think that it, it's not only personality type. I think sometimes you have to be ready. It's, it's very painful to get rid of a habit that you have that is almost like the, the, your comfort of your, your abusive friend. Right? Your abusive friend, right? yeah. It's, it's the devil you know, and I think that it's scary sometimes to let go of something that, that kind of worked. For sure. Right? But some because maybe I'll crack under the pressure, right? Yeah, and fail. Yeah. And, yeah, and so I think that for some people you have to be really ready. I think that sometimes it's not even the person I touch. Sometimes they're just not ready yet for whatever reason. And I think that sometimes it's that the technique may not be the right technique for you. Maybe you didn't find the right therapist to that. Um, And I think that, you know, hopefully you have that that ability to to know that you believe in yourself. And so I think that a lot of people that don't um, overcome or choose not to yet is because they haven't yet developed that belief in themselves that I can do it. And it's scary and so we, we often think that it's impossible. I don't think that a lot of people even talk about that you can get over OCD. I think that a lot of the media pretty much says that OCD is forever, which but is not true. That's a really right? important point. And that movie a few years ago with Jack Nicholson, you know, we've made humor out of OCD. As What was right. that movie called? As Good As It Gets yes. or something like that. Yes. Yeah, we've made it into a humorous thing. We kind of laugh about someone being obsessive. And yeah. yet for the obsessive person, it's really quite tragic. Yes. You know, like hoarding, again, is a variant of it. So, yeah, yeah, we, we haven't acknowledged the pain. And I guess in you, I think we should come back and talk about that. We haven't acknowledged that there's a solution also. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Okay. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. We'll talk about solutions. We'll talk about how to reach out for help and, um, and where to go to if you're mm-hmm. starting to be obsessive or have compulsive behaviors. You may not even know it's called OCD, and yes. that's okay. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. 
Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. You know, I get together often with Georgia Dow. She's a top clinician at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. And we usually are laughing our heads off as we're doing Straight Talk. And I find there's a little bit more of a somber mood during this show today. And I can feel it in the room. Um, And I think it's because at heart, although we love to have a good time, we care a lot about what we do. And we care a lot about people suffering. You really, as I like to joke, uh, you don't go into this field unless you care. You go be a dentist. Um, You make probably a better living. I'm joking, but I love what I do. But it is, a, you know, it is hard to see people in pain. And I know that you, like myself, feel a great sensitivity to the pain that people go through, uh, through OCD. And you brought up something that I thought was very touching and important, is that the, perhaps in our media and out there, general sense is that OCD may not be curable. And that's not actually true. So, OCD is very treatable, especially if it's caught early on. The earlier, mm-hmm. the better. Yes. Uh, not, not. You were talking about to me on the break, like not like instant. No. It's not like one or two sessions. No. But definitely treatable. Can you talk about some of your successful cases? Oh, it's it's been wonderful. Like there's been people that were, um, you know, um, compulsive cleaners, mm. um, and they they had to clean, and that they could could not walk into a room without, you know, having to clean that and whatever they touched, then touch something else. That, and it, it just became something that took over for everything. And to be able to have them talk about how they had groceries come from outside to inside their house and they just put them away. And it used to be a three-hour process and they could just take it and eat. And it's beautiful. I remember having someone else say that that they couldn't even pick up their child, that it had gotten so bad they couldn't pick up their little child, young, crawling child, and to be able to hold them again, how beautiful that was, or not to be able to be intimate um, because they've they've dealt with that and then that that feeling of intimacy and that they've they've saved not just themselves but their marriage and their family these things you know some and it, it does take time like that's the problem is that often people with OCD are really hard on themselves and because yeah. of how long it takes and some days are good and some days are not they tend to be rigid right and type A personalities very strongly type A yeah. very strongly rigid and so I think that because of that they're very hard on themselves and so they don't allow themselves that this is a much longer process than it would be for like say a fear of the dark 
I have two questions for you. Question number one is that uh, what would you say to a patient if they were to say to you, no, I just like my house really clean? Well, okay, I love that question. I love it. I love it. So here we go. I would say, you know, do you want it to be clean or do you have to have it be clean? I have to have it to be clean because it's disgusting to have a house that's dirty. So so that's that having to have it is always my red flag. When it has to be some way, when you cannot let go of that, that then becomes a problem. And so you say, well, what happens if your child is sick and you have to bring them to the hospital, but your house isn't clean? Is that going to cause you a moral dilemma? So you're checking to see how if strong it's, and, is and this? it's interfering with their life because mm-hmm. if they can't bring their child to the hospital, it's, it's definitely interfering. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So yes. if you're listening and you feel you have to, like if you enjoy a clean house, that's fine. But if you could not handle it being not clean or that's a little bit we're seeing a little bit of that OCD tendency showing up. Yes. What would you say to a woman who refuses to go out of the house without wearing makeup? Is that, could that be construed as an OCD? It could be. It might be more of, um, you know, it could be a self-esteem issue. issue. It could be other things. It could be other, it might not be OCD in and of itself. I would still though say, can you leave the house without your makeup? Because and if you if they said no. We have a problem now. Why do we have a problem? Because I want to look good. Now this is not me. You're <laughs> now, instead of you controlling your life, your fear is controlling you. And I don't like fear. Which will hurt your self-esteem. Exactly. I don't like fear ever making choices Ooh. for you. Okay, so I have two more things for you after okay, that. Go okay. ahead, finish that. Because even when it's for a good thing. That's what I was going to. You know, big line. always the wrong reason what's to your do famous something. line on that um that that um that i know your line i know your line i forgot my line um fear-based decisions are not good even if it's a good decision if it's based in fear it's a bad decision yes even when fear is the right decision it's the wrong decision right yes 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 okay so so then i would actually have the person practice going out without makeup on because you want to be able to be a pillar that can stand within itself Okay, so we're almost at that point, and I, I want to leave with sort of, um, if it's okay, I'm going to let you tell a story about, so I know for a fact that, I'm going to put you on the hot seat, I know for a fact mm-hmm. that you've treated somebody with like dirt phobia mm-hmm. and turned into an obsessive compulsive thing, and I think I seem to recall you telling me a story where you were actually having to like maybe lick the dirt with them or something of that nature. Yes. Can you tell that story to our listeners? Because this is the kind of therapist you're looking for. This is the treatment. Go for it, Georgia. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I actually got that specific one from another therapist that was on TV that did something much more extreme than I did. Um, But in the end. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Yes. I saw, I watched it on TV and they were all people that were highly germaphobic towards uh, dirt and garbages. And so they, they did something that was actually further than I think that I would feel comfortable. And in the end, they did a group, these were group sessions, and the last session was, and this starts in pieces, please do not be scared of going to see therapy because this is too much. They went to a dumpster in New York City, Gosh. and all of them put their hands inside the dumpster and wiped up, and then stuck their fingers on their tongue. 
All of them. The, you, the, you didn't the do psych, that. Psychologist as well. Right. Now I have not done that. You didn't go to but, New York City. But <laughs> no, no. But I will say, like, if you are scared about dirt on the table, we'll touch the table with your finger and then touch your face and then lick the table. Yes, touch the finger and then lick your finger because you want to say, and I'm always the control. So if you get sick, I get sick. And someone could say to me, "But Georgia, you don't know that there isn't a disease or an illness on that table." And I will always say, I don't, but I do know that at this stage, your fear of what if is worse than the chance of catching a disease. Oh, say again that last line. I'm not thank you for being on the show, but go is, ahead. Is that your at this fear. stage, your anxiety towards having it has cost more time than having the disease itself. And, and it's that's what more. That's what happens to it. And in the end, you want to live. Brilliant. Just brilliant and such an important show. I want to thank you so much, Georgia, for being with us here today. Can you mention again where people could get the videos? You can check out www.anxiety-videos.com. Okay. And if people want help and want to reach you and have questions about this, where should they call? You can call 514-777-4530. It was an important topic. Thank you for joining me and discussing OCD. And there is help. There out is there. help. Yeah. Thank you, Sandra, for having it. It's such an important thing. Well, that's all the time we have left today. I'd like to thank Spominary once again for helping make this show possible. And of course, thank our listeners for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Isha. I'd like to invite you all to come back next week. If you're interested in our retreats, therapy, or anything that was mentioned on this show, check out helpforanxietydepression.com. We also have some amazing free gifts and our previous shows on um, www.straighttalksandarish.com. If you want to look at the radio gifts that we have, Georgia's given a few over the last year you'd put a forward slash radio gifts and you can have all sorts of interesting things also check out my facebook page straight talk sandra reach feel free to leave a question for me or georgia and by the way remember to like us while you're there you can hear this and any prior show as a podcast on my website straight talk on the podcast app of your iphone and on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. And also feel free to drop me or Georgia a line or a question at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. If you are a professional listening to the show and you're looking for keynote speakers or training on anxiety, depression, emotional regulation, living a purposeful life, uh, remember that I am your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. Um, my name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and I beg of you all to keep your eyes on the stars. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.